Hello everyone, it's Sean Cartwright outside on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Hope everyone's having a good day so far. For people that have school today and are virtual at home, enjoy it. I know I am. First off though, to start this episode, I want to apologize to the viewers and sponsors. First to the viewers, hasn't been an episode in a long time. Haven't been able to bring y'all content. And it's just, as a, as a person making a podcast, you don't just go on a two-week vacation and don't make one. So that's on me and to my sponsors. I'm trying to build a brand, trying to help you all build a brand, and not making episodes doesn't work out for either of us. So I apologize on that part too. But let's just go ahead and start the episode. Like we always do, thank our sponsors, Off the Dock Fishing. All your fishing apparel needs can be met with just a click of a button. Just go to otdfishingco.com. Again, otdfishingco.com. Next, Dockwright Marine Construction. All your boat lift and dock repair needs can be met with just one call. Just call 252-723-8583. Again, 252-723-8583. Going back to Off the Dock Fishing Company, check them out on Instagram at Off the Dock Fishing or call and text 252-646-9343. Lastly, Man the Shade Blinds and more of Raleigh. Serving the triangle and surrounding areas with custom window treatments. Blinds, shades, shutters, curtain motorization, and interior and exterior products for home or business. Check them out on Instagram. At Man the Shade Blinds and more of Raleigh, with tons of pictures and videos of their work. So, starting off this episode, a lot of y'all want the subject of will UNC make the NCAA tournament? Well, it's kind of hard to predict because yes, they can, and no, they no, they're not. So. There's some things that are going to be key moving forward. I know UNC has now, most recently, knock off number six, Virginia, and then they beat Florida State. Significant wins, but now on Saturday they got to play Duke. And if they beat Duke, they're still not guaranteed in. They're going to have to win a couple games in the ACC tournament. Now, if they lose to Duke, they're either going to have to get to the championship game in the ACC tournament, but most definitely they're probably going to have to win the ACC tournament to get in so in my mind two of those things can happen and they could lose the Duke and then lose the first game they play in the AC tournament and they're done so a lot of things can happen again but we'll be watching and we'll find out now some things that going to be important for Carolina can they take the right shots continue to dominate the re- the boards and just make the right decisions. They do all that. When I mean make the right decisions, going back to what I just said, don't turn over the ball. Past few games have had 10 plus turnovers. We need to be below eight, even below five. I mean, if we were below five, that'd be perfect. Five or below. Now, is that going to happen probably? No. But if we just be 
careful with our passes because in Florida, the Florida State game, nearing the end of that game, there was nothing special about you know our pa passing of the ball. Everything was just thrown out there for someone to steal. So, and then going back to shot selection, not trying to pick on Caleb, but he's the you know number one person I can point out. I love the you know the on-ball screen pull-ups when when he's open. But it, Caleb, if you've got a hand in your face, as a UNC fan, I don't I don't like those shots from you. When you drive the ball, you've been much better. When RJ drives the ball, he's been much better. He's more consistent as a shooter, RJ. But if I want someone taking a clutch shot, it's going to be Caleb still. Now, Pete Nance, he's been key lately and Leaky. Leaky showing up more offensively and Pete Nance showing up more offensively. So two players that would be critical against Duke. Obviously, Duke has some players that can cause Carolina some trouble, as we saw at Cameron Indoor. So we'll see what happens this Saturday at the Dean Dome. I think bench... The bench will also be important for Carolina. Puff Johnson, Dontre Styles, Jalen Washington. Just players that, when their name's called, I just feel like they're going to have to be ready to go. And it's, if they are, then it's going to be a good night for the Heels. If they're not, if the Heels don't do these things, I'm saying, then Duke's obviously going to take over the game. But, yeah, those those are my keys to what UNC needs to do moving forward if they want to make the tournament. Now, obviously, stuff can go wrong, and then and they not make it. But those are just, that's just what Carolina needs to do if they're going to have a chance to make the tournament. Duke, obviously, it's going to be a tough game. I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and point that out. Duke's been rolling. And as a... Duke hater, because as a Carolina fan, you're going to hate Duke at some point as a Carolina fan. So they've been rolling. They've been hard to stop. Again, they beat State last night, and State's a really good team. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And including Joe, ESPN's Joe Lenardi and CBS Sports' Jerry Palm, Kills have only showed up on 22 out of 110 different mock tournament brackets. So they've been looked at as a first four team out. Not what you want to be looked at. They still have a chance, though. It's, it's not over. Mondo Baycott quotes. This is that quote from him the other day. We know what's at stake. we got to go win Saturday, and we got to be good in the ACC tournament, too. So we're not taking a deep breath. We have to keep our foot on the gas. Again, that's UNC Ford, Amando Baycott. I think he's exactly right. They got to keep their foot pedal on the gas. UNC throughout the year has definitely felt like, I think it started at the beginning of the year when they were put as the number one seed in the nation. They thought they were AKA them. And it kind of got to their heads. And I think all what, in UNC basketball history, the team gets a couple wins and they think they start getting a little bit cocky about it, and that's what kind of leads to losses after loss after loss. So just need to keep their focus on what's at stake, and I think they'll be fine. But 
I'm just wanting to point out that Duke's going to be definitely not going to be a pushover. So, it's kind of all I have for that subject. We, we went pretty long on it, but that, that's, my, that's basically my point. AP Top 25, I want to talk about that real quick. Houston at the number one spot, favorites to win the national championship right now. Tomorrow, they play against Wichita State at seven. Alabama, the number two. And we'll just, I'm not going to say the number. I'm just going to go down the list and talk about who they have to play. Might go into more depth about some of the teams, but I'll just talk about who they're playing. Alabama, tonight they play against Auburn at seven. Kansas on Saturday, they'll play at Texas at four. UCLA will play at nine versus Arizona State tomorrow. Purdue will play at Wisconsin Thursday at 9. Marquette will play on Saturday at 2 versus St. John's. Baylor will play at 12 versus Iowa State on Saturday. Arizona on Thursday will play at 11 against USC. Tonight, TCU will play against Texas at TCU. Gonzaga at 9 tonight will play against Chicago State. Texas at 8 p.m. tonight will play against Oklahoma. Well, not Texas, sorry. Brain fart. Kansas State will play against Oklahoma tonight at 8. Saturday at 2, Auburn, Tennessee. Saturday at 2, Louisville and Virginia. UConn and DePaul tonight at 7. Indiana and Michigan at 4.30 on Sunday. Miami at Pitt versus Pitt. So they'll be playing at home. At 6 on Saturday, San Diego State at 10 versus Wyoming on Saturday. Wednesday, well, tonight, 6.30 against Providence, Xavier and Providence. Maryland versus Ohio State at 7 p.m. tonight. TCU, we mentioned this earlier, at Texas at 9. Well, at home versus Texas at 9. Tonight at 7, Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Saturday at 12, Alabama and Texas A&M. And at 7 on tonight, Pitt at Notre Dame. So that's what's going on around the top 25 in college basketball. We'll see what happens with that. I'll go into the NBA. Damian Lillard this past Sunday dropped 71 versus the Rockets. So I didn't really agree with him being drug tested after that because – I don't think um, performance-enhanced drugs are going to make you drop 71 points. I don't think Dame would do something like that um, for the player he is. So it was kind of crazy that he got drug tested for that. And I think he was – if you go, go watch on ESPN the press conference interview about that, it is pretty significant of how frustrated he gets – with the NBA about that. So I'm not kind of going to get off that sub, uh, topic. Today, though, in the NBA, Suns at Hornets at 7, Bulls at Pistons at 7, 76ers at Heat at 7.30, Nets at Knicks at 7.30, Cavs at Celtics at 7.30, Magic at Bucks at 8, Lakers at Thunder at 8, Grizzlies at Rockets at 8, Pelicans at Trailblazers at 10. NBA, not NBA, just talked about that. MLB. Some changes we see with the pitch clock and the batter. So 
Pitchers must begin the deliveries within 15 seconds when bases are empty and within 20 seconds when there is a runner on base. And the batter has to be in the batter's box within eight seconds remaining on the pitch clock. So these changes have been tough on some players that have been in the MLB a long time. People don't have to adjust because we see Manny Machado every day. He get violated on one of these calls and Red Sox Braves game ended on one of these calls the other day. So just doesn't take some getting used to. There's pros and cons to it. As a fan, I don't like sitting and watching three hour and 30 minute MLB games, but obviously as a player, some of these rule changes can be tough. Bases are bigger. The distance was, distances between the bases are shorter. So just things to watch. Infield overshifts are, are not allowed anymore. So again, just a lot of changes with them will be going to take some adjustments for a lot of players. And we'll see what happens. Then the MLB right now, spring training. Today, final. Blue Jays 2 against the Orioles, 1. Phillies ended in a tie, 4-4. Red Sox, Astros ended in a tie, 4-4. Pirates lose to the Tigers, 8-7. Rays, Braves ended in a tie, 3-3. Bottom of the 8th, Nationals against the Yankees, 2-2. Bottom of the 8th, Mets, Marlins, 6-4 Mets. Angels 4-2 in the bottom of the 4th against the Brewers. Guardians 2-0 in the bottom of the second against the White Sox. 1-0 against Diamondbacks versus Giants. Diamondbacks up in that one. Mariners and Cubs, Athletics, Reds, Dodgers, Rangers. Rangers, Padres, and Royals, Rockies. All those have just started. I'm surprised that the Rangers... It says the Rangers are playing two games right now, which is weird. I'll have to look in more on that. Maybe something within two teams. I don't know. But going to the NHL, Hurricanes have been rolling. They'll win like six, seven games and then lose one. And then they'll win six, seven games and lose one. So, again, a team that's going to be someone to watch out for. And they'll play the Golden Knights today in Vegas at 10. Rangers and Flyers, 7.30. Maple Leafs, Oilers at 8. Coyotes, Stars at 8.30. Devils at Avalanche at 9. Capitals, Ducks at 10. So I just wanted to do a quick, short little episode today. I wanted to apologize, first off, to the viewers and sponsors and talk UNC and just talk around sports and just give my opinions on some things. And, you know, I still got some of the old shirts. If any of you want to buy one, text me at 252-723-2818 if you want to buy a shirt, have any subjects you want to talk about, have any questions for me. And that's really it for today. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Definitely going to be trying to get this podcast back to where it was. And, yeah, this is Sean Cartwright signing off here on All Bases Covered.